Are you, have you coughed enough? <laughs> Are you well and truly coughed? It's not the coffin that carried him off. No, that's not, not it's not the cough that carried him off. It's the coffin that carried him <laughs> oh. off. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Janina. Hi, and welcome to the last uh, episode of the Voice of 5G podcast. Uh, here, live from the webcast studio in Ericsson, at Ericsson headquarters in Kista, Stockholm, Sweden. And it's still snowing. And it's still snowing. But, Janina, just to clarify, this is not the last episode. Oh, I'm so sorry. The last one for the season. The last one, the last one before Christmas, <laughs> or as we call it in Swedish, Jul. Jul. Mm. Jul. We call it Jul in English as well. If you really want to. Yeah, uh, but I guess that that must be some sort of remnant from the Viking Age or something. Oh, or? Scandinavian Christmas could be. Yeah. Oh, it uh, was a, a big feast even before Christianity came to the Nordic countries. And Even before we invented 1G. <laughs> Even before that. <laughs> yes. Those were the days, Paul. Those were the days. We were they? young then. <laughs> And uh, it's the ultimate episode for uh, before Christmas. It is. but And we're going to talk about uh, the ultimate 5G in 2018. Is that what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk. We're going to do a bit of a recap this time. And unfortunately, the guest that we wanted to come... In last episode, she could not make it. So we'll have to uh, ring up the new guests for the next episode. So this time, I'm sorry, listeners, but you have to... You have to put up with Janine and me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But, on uh, but the we're not just going to look about backwards over yeah. what's happened. We're going to have a little bit of looking forwards as well. We see, are. See yeah. Happening. So this is basically the back and forth of 5G. The back and forth of 5G. How about you that? Can, <laughs> you can put it that way. I think that's a great episode name. Uh, on my way over here, I uh, bumped into an old uh, a, a consultant uh, of ours working for us, uh, and uh, he said, "I must be so proud to say that he had listened to all our episodes." Oh, all. that's yeah. right. Yeah, and he really liked them. So now I feel like I've I've. Reached at least one target with this podcast. Your, your 15 minutes of fame. Yes, that that actually people out there are listening. And I thought we would start off with having a look at some statistics. Oh, yeah, great. Mm. <coughs> yeah, we had some problems during the week because we had to <laughs> we were using up all our minutes uh, for the podcast. So we lost the podcast mid midweek. Uh, but, but, then but now we're back. <laughs> we're back. And now we Just are... Just a technical hitch, listeners. It was a slightly technical hitch. We lost uh, episode one for a couple of days before we could uh, rectify back. and uh, get back. So sorry about that. But now it's back. And we, have, we are now planning to do podcasts for the next six months or so. Great. Right, Paul? Great. <laughs> I've even booked the room. <coughs> You've even booked my diary. That's I'm, good. I'm book, I've booked your diary. I hope well. you left me some space for, for holiday. No. Oh. <laughs> And I have to do it from the beach. Yeah. But the, it's going to be some uh, interesting things because uh, Ericsson is uh, launching a lot of stuff for our 
biggest event of the year, uh, Mobile World Congress, and we're both going to be there, Paul. We are. Yes. So we'll be able to do live reporting from Mobile World Congress. Yes. Uh, so that's something that's exciting something to look, to look forward, forward to. to. Yes. Yeah. See what's happening there. Uh, when it comes to our statistics, I'm so proud to say we now have 826 listens. Yay! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm so happy. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this uh, I- sometimes incoherent rants with Paul and me and guests. But yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to start this podcast. I must yeah, say. and we're looking forward to doing lots more yes. in 2019. We are. Uh, and, and just to say that I've looked at the statistics, we have a lot of listens to the first episode. So there's lots mm-hmm. of good stuff out there. If you've, if you've only tasted the first episode then why are you listening to this one? <laughs> <coughs> that doesn't make sense. But no, yes, there's but a lot of people <laughs> listening to the first episode. There's a lot of people episode. that have listened to one that, could, that, that yeah. have a lot more that they've not, they've not tasted yet. And I would say that perhaps the first one is not such a good one because that one was more of a test run. So uh, I, I think we have more episodes that's, that are better. But Paul, how about talking some 5G? Some 5G? Yeah. What's happened during this year? This What's happened during this year? Well, that's that's, I'm actually going to go back to a year ago, Mm -hmm. a little bit over a year ago, maybe last December. Because last December, I don't know if you remember, but last December, that was when we we finished with standardization for the first 5G standards. And that was standardizing the... The radio interface. Okay. So you could say that's right. like the start gun. Mm. Now we've got a standard. Yeah, that was late December last year. I remember. Yep. So you can't kind of you can't start with the network until you've got a standard of, of how you're going to run it. Yeah. And since then, if you just talk about standardisation, uh, that was that was a that was a standard for for the 5G air interface. So that's the radio interface between the telephone and the, and the base station. Uh, and that was a version that we call non-standalone. Right. And that's oh, that's you see that a lot. You see it's that a lot. Standalone, <coughs> non-standalone. What's the difference, Paul? Yeah. So, so down in the detail, I think there's some small differences on the radio air interface. But, but the big difference is is how the your mobile network talks to the core network. Mm-hmm. So, in in a non-standalone network, your 5G mobile phone. It's actually talking to a kind of advanced version of a 4G core. Ah. Um, whereas in a, did I say standalone? That's no, not standalone. standalone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a standalone network, you've got a completely separate 5G core no. and a 5G network. So one could say that the standalone is more complete. It's a complete 5G system. No, they're, the they're both complete 5G systems. Okay. Um, Although it's using 4G. No, oh, it's it, technology. It's it's kind of leveraging the 4G network that's already there, and it's one way to maybe to get um, to get the network out quickly. But mm-hmm. but a 5G network actually with 5G access network works very well in conjunction with 4G access. You can you can, yeah. you can use them. Uh, you can use them together in a good way. We have so, been so talking about this several times. So so not getting a worse network. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the, the 5G core, it's more advanced than the 4G core, so it, it gives you more flexibility for, for doing things like network slicing that we talked talked about. So there are advantages to definitely going that way. Uh, 
Um, so, so um, 5G NR standalone that came, uh, I think, the, the late spring, if I'm not mistaken. And I think we've also now seen also the the specifications of the 5G core. Uh, so, kind of all of the building blocks are are in place for full 5G networks. And just to recap, NR that we talk about a lot in 5G is new radio. That's it is. Yep. the new standard. That's the new for radio, radio standard yep. for 5G. Yeah. And when we talk about standards here, we're talking about 3GPP standards. We're talking about yeah, the, the international standardization of the mobile telephony network for 5G. That's, that's where it happens. There are other standards bodies that standardize for you know, like Wi-Fi and uh, you know, industrial networks and, mm. and all sorts of things. Of course. Uh, but when it comes to mobile networks, it's 3GPP that, that sets the standard. Cool. At least we've learned something, or at least I've learned something. Good. <laughs> Here. So, Great. So, so that was so the during the December. Year during, mm. No, but during the year we've seen, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of activity in 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 pushing through the standards, and yep. now there's activity in actually going through and you know the. the standards evolve you add new functions and and you know tweak things as as you go on so so that process is is, is now un underway as well but once you've got a standard it means that people like us that make the network we can make a network that meets the standard mm -hmm. and people um, that make telephones and and uh, smartphones and devices uh, they can make devices that meet the standard mm -hmm. uh, and uh, operators can buy networks that meet the standard knowing that they can get equipment and they can get uh, handsets that work together. And work globally. And work, uh, yeah. and work globally, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of At nice. It, <laughs> it's nice when you go on holiday that you can sit yeah. on the beach and surf yeah. as opposed to s s climbing and going into the sea to surf. And we we uh, we dive we dove we we did cover that a little bit in the what is not five G episode episode two about the problems when we didn't have any standards. Uh, <coughs> yeah, international mm -hmm. in, in international standards or, yeah. or multiple standards. That, you know, it's it's a big advantage if you got one standard. Yeah, that you can so you can. And that's basically what this year has been all about. So, so standards is one. Mm -hmm. Then, the, of course, the the other thing about this year has been that you know five years become real. I think if you look at two thousand and seventeen, we saw lots of trials, we saw lots of demonstrations, you know, and, and testing and and all that stuff. But uh, you know, in the, at the beginning of two thousand and eighteen, uh, we were in Seoul for the with for the Winter Games, uh, and there. The Korean operators but, you know, had a big push on showing the capabilities of 5G. Um, they were doing uh, what they call immersive real-time interactive broadcasting uh, using the 5G technology, f uh, following the skiers and, and allowing you to see different camera angles and, and uh, doing clever stuff in, 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 uh, in the event app and that kind of thing. So that was a, that was a, ta a taster setting the scene. We'll come back to Korea. In, in a bit, mm -hmm. uh, but then through the year we've seen uh, successive uh, announcements about uh, different uh, technical advances, uh, live data calls on on particular frequency bands, live data calls with smartphone format devices mm -hmm. uh, in, in different networks in different in different parts of the world. 
multi, multi vendor, multi platforms, different yeah, different yeah. spectrums. Yeah. And and you know, it's a bit confusing when they all come out and it's like, well what's the difference between this one and mm. that one? And you read through the text and say, Ah, it's that. But all of those steps, you know, they're important steps on the way. You've got a standard and but you know what it's like if you if you give two people the same the same text to read it's very easy they they come away understanding different things it's the same with standards if i give you a standard and i have a standard and you make a device and i make a network uh and uh, we both do what we think the standard says you know, well maybe we better check it first and see yeah. that we actually understand what it meant mm. and maybe if you find it was not very clear we need to go back to standards and say I think you need to change this. <coughs> exactly. But so all these like, oh, first 5G network in, first 5G, first 5G. I mean, they are milestones in a way because they that's proof points of years of work to make sure that this particular setup works very well. The thing. Yeah. That I mean, I have to say, having having worked in in you know hardware design, equipment design, I'm fascinated and really, really impressed at the complexity of the 5G with the 5G network, how quickly everything has come together. You might think we've been talking about it for a long time, mm. but for me, everything has happened really quickly. Yeah, first time I heard about 5G, I thought, well, that's just a dream. That's like, oh, that's probably something that co would come far away in the future. And now, well, there you are, see, now we are far away in the future. <laughs> we are, yeah. yeah so, 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 <coughs> so if you're listening to this in, uh, in, in 2017, you just uh, understand that you're now far away in the future. <laughs> 2017? Well, you'll be listening <laughs> to us in the future, wouldn't you? <laughs> How you got hold of it, I don't know, but yeah, we're far away in the future. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yes. Um, so what else has happened? Yes. What else has happened, Paul? Uh, live 5G networks. Yes. The first 5G live networks have been launched. Right. And uh, we still don't know who did it. <laughs> <coughs> Are uh, the experts uh, still, still well, I mean, thinking there, about there's it? Still, there, there's still lots of... Uh, it comes back claims. to lots of claims, lots of, different, lots of different versions of what's a 5G network. But mm -hmm. we saw, for instance, uh, fixed wireless access networks in, yeah. in the Middle East. Uh, and uh, you know we've seen you know, small test networks, which have been which are effectively five G networks um, on a non-commercial basis in in many places mm. um, uh, around around the world. So, for instance, we've run five G uh, in Russia at the Hermitage Museum. That was, yep. a, that was a five G network. Mm. We've been running a five G test network in in Shista for. I can't remember, a year and a half or something. Yeah, and I think um, uh, for the last uh, two mobile congress uh, in Barcelona... The last two years in Barcelona, yeah, we've, we've had, had live 5G, 5G on, the, on the stand. Yeah, yeah, in the stand, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so we're moving from... We have a 5G network to we have a, a commercial 5G network. And what's a commercial 5G network? That's a network that you can actually connect subscribers to and that you know people can can use for a service mm. um, and you know yeah. one of the first services that, w that we saw one of the big ones that that that, uh, that came out that was the uh, Verizon fixed wireless access service which we talked about launched at the beginning of October uh, still discussion of well is that really 5g mm. but I think you know from 
from our point of view, yes, it's 5G. Mm-hmm. Um, not fully standard 3GPP when it when it came out, but it's um, you know, it's very definitely not 4G. So I think we can give that one a tick. Um, and uh, you know, now at the end of 2018, uh, pe- no people are lining up to to launch uh, 5G services, real 5G networks. Yeah, some amazing things that seems to be coming up. We had some things happening now in December. Yeah. <coughs> so, oh, yeah, lots of lots of things. Mm-hmm. But but maybe if we go back to Korea. Yeah. Um, uh, you may have missed it. I don't know. But in Korea, the third of December. Um, that's what's what's that now? Two weeks ago. Uh, South Korea Telecom, SK Telecom. Uh, launched their 5G commercial service or launched their com- 5G commercial network uh, in Korea. Fantastic achievement. Yeah. So f- so from showing the Taral's and pilots, uh, and they've done a lot of work in, in Korea with 5G technology in, in, in uh, all the way through the development process. Uh, so they're now, you know, they now now have a commercial 5G network and we you know we're very proud to be, you know, one of the vendors supporting them in that. Um, uh, and uh, we, uh, I think we did a press release uh, during the month with them in, in actually the first live data call on the, on their network in yes. in Bhutan. Uh, but they, when they launched the network, they were actually showing uh, uh, using uh, the network for making calls. Uh, it's a phone mm-hmm. network after all. Um, using a prototype of the first Samsung five uh, oh, G phone. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, I got some questions um, about that. That yeah, was super cool. So it was actually the first time I saw the little 5G icon in yeah, an image. The I don't 5G know icon. if I, yeah. yeah. That's, I a, don't that's know what everyone's that's waiting for. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm, I'm thinking I'll of making the corner. I'm thinking of making up some little transparent stickers with the 5G on it so you can so where so you can give them out to <laughs> put people. It put, on the them, phone put it on your phone <laughs> and say, "Look, I've got 5G." Oh, that would be cute. Yeah, I'll support that. I'll, I'll, I'll patent that idea. <laughs> We maybe we'll come back to patents another time. <laughs> we should, yeah. Um, so, and, and we'll talk some some more about devices. So, mm. so there we got things happening in Korea. Yeah. So, if we stay in Asia, um, I think it was just this week we saw that uh, they they've been going through Spectrum auction, and we talked about Spectrum and how important Spectrum is. Uh, and Telstra, who are a major uh, operator in, in the the major operator in. Uh, Australia. In Australia. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a big Ericsson customer. We've, we've worked we with them for a long time and yeah. done lots of clever stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they bought Spectrum, not unsurprisingly, mm-hmm. uh, but they've now got permission to, st- uh, to start using the Spectrum early in Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, so they're going to be uh, uh, rolling out uh, equipment to put 5G onto 3.6 gigahertz. That's what we call mid-band, which is... Which is good. It's a good compromise. It gives you gives you a good chunk of spectrum for for capacity. So so fast speeds for users, uh, but you can combine it with uh, lower bands and get good coverage. So so that's very interesting. But it's not the first place they've done five um, uh, G. There, uh, I think now they have over a th- this is l- that will bring them up to th- th- ten cities. 
or tens now cities is maybe the maybe not quite the right word because it's the, it includes the Gold Coast, but ten areas around uh, around Australia where they've already put in uh, 5G enabled networks to be able to turn on 5G when devices come along, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they've got they're planning to have um, 200 sites um, up and running by the end of 2018. So if you're living in one of those places out in out in Australia, 5G is coming to you soon. So yeah, so a shout out to our podcast colleague Des Blanchfield, who've been we've just recorded a podcast together with him. He's got a series together with Ericsson that's called Transmissions of Tomorrow. Uh, also available on SoundCloud and other podcast platforms. If you want to check that out, uh, he's got a few more. Uh, followers than we have just a, just, just a few, few. <laughs> but a shout out to des then that uh, you will be getting 5g pretty damn soon yeah and uh, i actually we had a had a mail this week from uh, from one of my ericsson colleagues about the podcast and uh, and uh, asking if he knew of any other pro- ericsson podcasts i could recommend and mm. that was one of the ones that that, uh, that i gave him so there you go, Des. Yeah. We're doing you a favour. Yes. Um, <laughs> please pay it forward. <laughs> pay, please pay it forward. Please pay it forward. So, Janina, what's, what's happening around the world? We were talking about Australia. Uh, Australia, 3.6 gigahertz, 10 cities by the end of this year. They have, they're planning for 200 sites, and they're up to 187. So they've got 13 sites left to do by the end of the year. Although they've probably done some by now, but but they're getting on for one site a day now be, for wow. between now and the end of the end of 2018. So there are guys. They are working hard. Shout and wave to yeah. the guys in Australia rolling that out. Fantastic. Fantastic. Work. Mm? Yeah. So that was Australia. Mm? Let's go back to the USA. What's happening in the USA? Ooh, this uh, big thing with AT and T. AT and T. AT and T announced this week that on Friday. This Friday. This Friday, the 21st of December, so just in time for Christmas, they're going live with a 5G network in 12 cities in the US. Live wow. 5G. Wow. So if you've got a spare $500 and you're in the US and you happen to live in one of those, uh, one of those 12 cities, and that includes places like Oklahoma City, uh, Houston and Dallas, uh, Indianapolis and, uh, and a few others, it could be the Christmas present you're looking for. You could get 5G already this year. You could get 5G already this year if you haven't already got it from Verizon for your, for your home broadband, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but Paul, you said that the Christmas present would be for next year. I did. <laughs> but uh, if you happen to be living in Houston, you could have next year's Christmas present this year. Already this year. Be a trendsetter. Be a pioneer. <laughs> Fan bloody tastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, uh, and and we talked about devices. So AT and T, they're they're actually talking about using a Netgear Nighthawk uh, um, uh, router. Yeah, router, mm? a hub, hub? Or a router. Mm? I'm not sure what they what they call it. So that's a device that you can ha- connect to your 5G, and then you get and then you get Wi-Fi, and you can hang as many devices off that as you, mm-hmm. as you like. Uh, and that's actually quite similar to Telstra, who we were talking about. They're doing something together with HTC for a mm-hmm. 5G hub. Yeah. Uh, we talked about 
the uh, talked about the, Samsung. We talked about Samsung. Who the Koreans were were, yeah. were demonstrating with the Samsung device, and we know that both uh, AT and T and Verizon have said they're going to have a smartphone from Samsung in the first half of next year. Oh, cool! Cool, cool. Um, uh, but Apple. Apple. What about Apple? Apple. I saw a I saw an article in this week that uh, that suggested Apple could actually have a five G device quite early. Mm-hmm. But you saw something else. What, I what did saw you that saw? they would wait till twenty twenty. Yeah. But so we're getting mixed mix messages here. Yeah. So we wait. We wait to see. Yeah. Which which iPhone will that be? That, that would be the. Uh, we had the iPhone X. Yeah. The iPhone Y or. <laughs> or eleven. Or eleven. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one. <laughs> you don't have one. Oh no, no, I don't have one either. Um, so that was those. Um, still in the US, um, Sprint are talking about having a smartphone from uh, LG in the first half of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, if you were if you were with us when we talked about the Ericsson Mobility Report, in this last Mobility Report, uh, we actually showed a projection or a prediction of when. And how many device, smartphones and uh, 5G devices we expected to come when? Yeah. And now we can start to see. But that who's was a bit blurry. That though, was. It, right? no, well, we uh, weren't. We weren't naming names. No? But now we're okay. starting to see. We don't need to name names because names are being named anyway. Cool, uh, so cool. we've got HTC. Yeah. We've got Samsung. We've got uh, LG, uh, and we've got Netgear. You know, and uh, you talked also about. I'm looking for the name. Insego, Verizon are working with Insego to build yeah, their own that. hub. Yeah, yeah. So, so there we have, you know, just there we have five different yeah. manufacturers working on stuff. And this is, of course, why the multi-vendor is so important that you have standards and you have multi-vendor tests and you're working across. It uh, is different platforms and and, and, the and it's all about what we call ecosystem. Yeah. What what does ecosystem mean? It means that to to make a five G network happen, you have to have bits from different. You, you know, you, you need to have a network. You need to, you you need to have a, a core network. You need to have an access network. You you need all of the transport network, but you also need the phones and the hubs and the stuff. But the phones and the hubs and the stuff doesn't work unless you have the chipsets. Yeah. Which brings us to another piece yes, of news. Chipset. It's all happening. Chipset news. Chipset news. Uh, at uh, the uh, Qualcomm. Uh, yeah, it was their tech event. Their tech now event in December. Their technical summit in Hawaii. 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 Haloa. Yes. <laughs> so their technical summit in Hawaii. They announced uh, their new Snapdragon 855. Uh, devices, which is the chipsets which will go into the 5G 5G smartphones, uh, right. which includes their um, what do we call it here? The X50, uh, next generation uh, 5G modem. Uh, in, and you can't make phones without chips, so, yeah. so you know that's another important milestone: mm-hmm. a, a proper commercial 5G chipset. Yeah, that's all the stuff that's happening now. Now, just a little a little step into the future, mm-hmm. uh, and you mentioned it already, we're going to be in Barcelona yeah. in February, the end of February. End of February. And I'm just guessing that maybe some of these new smartphones and uh, routers and hubs and stuff are going to be there too. 
That's what I'm hoping for. That's what you're hoping <laughs> for. So uh, maybe we'll see if we can... If we, we can, can have a close encounter with one of those. A close encounter with mm-hmm. a 5G device. Yeah. Mm, that could be fun. Definitely. And by that time, we should have our uh, portable podcast equipment up and running. <laughs> I do hope so. <coughs> but now I've got a very important topic to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and a shout we, should, we should, first of all... Uh, Shout out to everyone there that if you want to, uh, if you have topics or if you have ideas that we should talk about, contact us on a 5G podcast in one word, 5G podcast at ericsson.com. And that's ericsson with C and two S's dot com. Very timely mm-hmm. um, because that's exactly what I want to talk about. Henrik, who I have to confess I've, is an old colleague of mine. One of our favorite listeners. <coughs> one of our favorite listeners. Henrik used to work with him many, many years ago when I was first moved to Sweden. Uh, and uh, we worked with optical. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about 5G transport, uh, we worked with optical transport. He was, of course, interested in, in, in what we had to say. But he had a question, say, will, do we see that if uh, free space optical communications will have a role in 5G? Uh-huh. What is that? What I don't know anything about that? optical. <coughs> well, optical. Not normally, you're talking about using optical fiber. Yeah. Uh, and you have a you have a laser that shines down the fiber. Yeah. And the fiber is like a little pipe. And that was glass. And that's in glass. Yeah. Yeah. Very special glass. Very 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 thin. Very mm-hmm. small. And the la- laser shines down the middle. And uh, and it works like a pipe. You put the you put the light in one end, and it follows the fiber all the way around, and it comes out at the other end. Mm-hmm. And you make it with very low loss, so you can send the signal as far as you like. I'm envisioning one of those uh, glass fiber lamps from the 70s or 80s. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if that's changing colors. That's yeah? uh, that's very similar. It is. It is. <laughs> cool. Uh, I suspect that they don't use the best quality fiber for that, okay. um, but uh, it's it's basically the same. You put, you have a bulb at one end, and you can mm-hmm. see the light at the other end. Yeah. Uh, but on a on a on one of those nineteen seventies lamps, it maybe goes uh, um, like thirty centimeters or a foot if you're imperial like me. Uh, well, you're Swedish. <coughs> I'm Swedish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But uh, if you if you're doing that with a laser and an optical fiber, you can maybe go. Uh, it depends. But you can maybe want to go 40 kilometers or 400 kilometers or maybe even a f- couple of thousand kilometers with a f- little bit of amplification along the way. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit longer. That's that's a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But the same principles same principles apply. So what is free space optics? Yeah free space optical communication, it's pretty much what it says. Over air. It's doing the same, but without a fiber. Okay. Uh, Which means, of course, that without the fiber, you can't get it to turn corners or anything. It goes straight Straight. straight where you're pointing. So sort of like uh, microwave, as in like a sender and a receiver type of It's very similar to using microwaves Mm -hmm. uh, because... It's it's a point-to-point connection. You have a transmitter at one end, and you point it at where the, where the receiver is, and then and the receiver receives the signal. So from that point of view, it's it's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is this something for 5G? Well, I, I think it's one of those things that's, that, that could be used in some places, but is not likely to see widespread deployment. So we're not going to not going to be shooting loose laser beams all over all over the city for, as, as part of uh, as part of five G. Could be a bit fun. Yes. Um, why is that? Well, if I point a laser beam between two places, if anything mm. gets in the way, it blocks the signal. Completely. Now, if I have it, well, it completely. If I have it on rooftop, um, pointing to a, another building two kilometres away. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, what happens if it rains? Uh, if, if uh-huh. All of the raindrops get in the way and I lose signal and, and, and things. Or if I have it in a, you know, somewhere in the Middle East and there comes a sandstorm, then what happens when you, when yeah. you get sandstorm? What happens if it's misty? snow a big thing here or as well happens at the if, what happens if, if you get snow? So, but but <coughs> uh, so and that is different from microwave. Microwave has easier to penetrate or go through those kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, mi- microwave, uh, you know, one of the things you have to do with microwave is uh, when you look at the reliability, the links is look at the, is look at the weather because it, it can affect uh, the transmission properties and you can lose out on signal and they have techniques for, for, for sharing different bands which have different characteristics so that you always guarantee, you know, some performance. Um, but that's not as easy to do with those types of uh, optical system. Um, so that's one. Um, the other difference with free space optical, um, you might think that you know free space, you're doing it through the air, there's nothing in the way, it's just to shoot it away. Uh, but air actually is not as clear as the glass is, not by a long way. No. Um, so th- if I put my laser into my fibre, that might go maybe 500 kilometres, um, Maybe if I do that as a free space link, it's hard to come over a kilometre or two, which is actually enough in you know in in in, uh, in a lot of circumstances. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, but if you look where free space optics is is often applied, it's kind of short links between buildings. So maybe if uh, if I have a campus, a hospital, or a university site where I've got two buildings and I want to connect them, and for some reason I don't want to or can't dig up the street to put a cable in. And I don't want to hang a cable across the street. I can actually set up one each side of the gap mm. and, and point them at each other, and away you go. Yeah, so good, possibly for certain types of communication where it's short, 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 short range communication. Range. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you a secret. Hmm? I actually, I actually did some work with free space optical a long, long time oh. ago. Oh, <laughs> you've done a lot yeah. of different jobs, Paul. <laughs> Well, that's you know. I, I could tell you about the time I was with uh, Alexander and his army in in, <laughs> in Macedonia. Or the gloryful days. The gloryful days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have any other questions or things that we should? Uh, you had some questions about core. Yes, we got a really really nice email. Thank you, Chuck. And we have definitely taken it taking it seriously, those questions, and we need some support here. We're, we're going to find somebody that, that's an expert on core to come yes. and talk about core networks and 5G. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's something that we're going to do early in 2019. I hope so. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So should we round this off then? We can round it off. Is there anything else we should say? 
Love your love that you're listening. Love that you're sending us emails and suggestions about what you want to hear about 5G. Uh, and have a lovely uh, vacation if you get some time off. And uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. But I have got one thought before we go. Okay. Running up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Imagine Santa Claus on his sleigh, racing across the heavens on his way to deliver your present. Okay, I'm now, imagining that. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that everything in his in in his in, in his sack is connected to the Internet of Things. <laughs> You'll so be able to know <laughs> where he's gone. We can track Santa. <laughs> we can track Santa. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, Christmas present for him uh, next year. We'll hone in on him and <laughs> get those Christmas presents. Although I think if you go to NASA's homepage, you can actually track Santa live as he <sighs> flies around the globe. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I have to do that. Yeah. So with that, we'll wish you season's greetings. Season's greetings. Happy holidays. And see you next year. See you next year. Bye. Bye. anything about San Marino. San Marino. <gasps> oh no. Completely missed that. The whole country is now covered with 5G, 5G. coverage. Covered with 5G coverage. That was, that was an interesting <laughs> expression. Oh, too bad. <laughs>